Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a blanket and your favorite book. It's time for a story. Today's story is My Mom Detective, The Magic Library, Part 2, by William Stair. This week's story is Part 2 of The Magic Library. If you haven't listened to Part 1 yet, you should listen to that part first. And then come back to this episode when you're ready. At the end of part one, Armando had just had a scary dream where he was being chased by a chimera. The chimera had three heads, and one of the heads said to him, Keep your promise. Let's go back to the story and find out what happens next. I never really got back to sleep, so I was the first one up when the sun rose. I got dressed and went into the front yard. The burned pole was right down at the end of the block, and there were men working on it. They must have been working all night. The rain had stopped, but the sky was dark with clouds, and it might start raining any time. I felt a hand on my shoulder. Think the electricity will come on soon, Army? It was Mom. She must have heard me get up and followed me down the steps. You and Desmond fell asleep while I was reading to you. That's so sweet. You two haven't done that in a while now that you're getting older. She gave me a squeeze. We went back inside. I was about to sit on the couch when she said, Be careful. Jack is sleeping there. Sure enough, completely covered with a blanket was Cousin Jack. He carried you and Desmond up to bed last night. Since his car won't work, he stayed the night. What would you like for breakfast? Is there any Chinese food left? I asked. She laughed. You know your daddy and Uncle Jack. What do you think? No Chinese. How about some nice waffles with raspberries and powdered sugar? Maybe some bacon? She asked. It was a busy day. Dad and Jack were busy in the backyard, building an arch out of wood. Mom had planted some kiwi vines, and they were going to grow up the arch. I like kiwi fruit. To me, it tastes like strawberries. But Desmond says they're too sour. While Dad was busy in the back, Desmond, Mom, and I got our vegetable bed ready in the front. We planted some tomato and pepper starts. These are little tomato plants you get at the store, instead of growing them from seeds. Some baby onions that would grow big, and some carrots that really were just seeds. I know that doesn't sound like much, but we had to pull out weeds, spread manure. Manure is animal poop. In this case, from cows. From a bag and mix up the dirt and manure to make a welcoming bed for our plants and seeds. 
Desmond had a big old potato that had grown green sprouts all over it. Mom cut that up, and he planted it on one far side of the garden. He marked it Desmond's Potato Farm, written on a flat stick. While we were working on the garden, Miss Christie, who lives across the street, came out. She was holding a couple books. My, my, how you boys are working. What are you planting? That's just great. I'm on my way to the library to exchange these books. But maybe I should have you plant one in your garden. We could grow a library right here. Mom and Mommy visited a little library growing out of a tree near here. Do you suppose that's how it grew? Asked Desmond. Remember, he's five. They got a great book here, Wonders of the World. He continued. I want to get a book there, too. Uh, I don't think there were any books there that you would like, Desmond, I said. Mom gave me a funny look that wasn't ha-ha funny. Well, you all have fun. I've got to get going. Looks like it might start raining again, said Miss Christie as she waved and walked off. After that, we had lunch, and then went to our half-day school where we're learning math and science. I'm in a class building robots and programming them to do things. Mine will dance like a ballerina, I hope. By the time we got home, it was raining, so Miss Christie was right. Cousin Jack and Dad had changed the tire on his car, and he was gone. Mom let us play for a while, and then it was reading time. Both Desmond and I picked the new book, so we stretched out on the floor and looked through it together. We'd turn the pages until we saw something interesting, and then I'd read while Desmond went, Oh, wow! One section we especially liked was on Egypt. There were pictures of pyramids, the Sphinx, temples, and lots of mummies. Maybe we really liked it because we'd seen the exhibit at the Pacific Science Center when Mom took all the Coho explorers. It was very exciting. Mom and I even solved a mystery when we were there. Or maybe the reason we liked it was because Grandpa Bill had been to Egypt many years ago. He'd ridden a camel and seen the pyramids and the Sphinx and even picked up a scarab beetle from the sand. According to Grandpa, Scarab beetles live on the poop from the camels, lay their eggs in balls of poop, and feed their babies with it. They're also called dung, poop beetles. Good stuff to know. Grandpa has a picture of himself on the camel with a pyramid behind him and his guide in front. He told us while he was riding the camel, it farted very long and loud. The camel driver said, Ah, she is singing. Someday, I hope to go to Egypt, too. Mom called us for dinner. We got to eat spaghetti and salad with ice cream for dessert. I'm glad I'm not a scarab beetle. After dinner, we played with our toys for a while. Then we watched a movie with Mom and Dad and ate popcorn. The movie was about the building of the pyramids. We'd seen it before, but wanted to watch it again because of the book. After the movie, it was time for bed, and before long, both Desmond and I were asleep. It had been a good day, but then I had a dream. 
a bad dream. In my dream, I was in Egypt, and Grandpa Bill was with me. We were riding camels through the desert. It was very hot, and Grandpa Bill kept saying stuff like, hot enough for you, and laughing. There were sand dunes everywhere. A sand dune is a big hill of sand, and they were all around us. Up and down we rode, until I saw a palm tree in the distance. Must be an oasis, said Grandpa. We'll find cool water there. An oasis is a spot in the desert where there's a pool of water, and usually plants like palm trees. As we rode closer, we could see a stone building among the treetops. It was an Egyptian temple. After a few minutes, we got there. There was a pool shaded from the hot sun by many palms, and back a little was the temple. We sat down in the shade and drank some water from the pool. It was great. I took off my shoes and buried my hot feet in the wet sand at the edge of the pool. Grandpa didn't want me to stick my feet in the water because it was for drinking. There were dates on the ground all around us. I picked one up and was about to pop it in my mouth when I realized it was a scarab beetle. Ugh. Just then, a rumbling sound came from behind us. I turned and saw the temple was opening and a mummy was coming out. Both Grandpa and I jumped up. The mummy was coming toward us, holding a roll of paper in one hand. Run, yelled Grandpa. I tried, but my feet were stuck in the mud. Grandpa grabbed my arm, but slipped and fell into the pool. He disappeared. The mummy got closer and closer. It raised the roll of paper, waving it at me. It opened its mouth and started calling my name. Army. While poking me in the shoulder with a long bony finger, that's when I woke up. Desmond was standing next to me, poking me and saying, Army, wake up, it's time for breakfast. The sun was shining in the window, and I could smell sausage and eggs. Downstairs, I told Mom about my dream. Dad was already gone to work, and Desmond had eaten. He was in the backyard playing ball with Trooper, our old dog. As I ate breakfast, I told Mom about my dream. She listened carefully, and I could see that her thinking powers were running fast, almost like seeing machine parts whirring behind her eyes. But they were kind, almost sad eyes a sad detective. The sad look made me feel sad too. Armando, she began, I've noticed some things about you in the last couple days. I think you know what it is. Can you tell me? I knew that mom's sad detective eyes were looking right into my heart. I guess it started with the magic library. I said. Mom nodded. When we found the book, I was really excited. But when we got home, I started to worry about what book we would take back in place of the one we got. I love all my books, even from when I was really little. So I just couldn't give one up. 
But I didn't want to take back the wonders of the world either. I had that dream about the Chimera, and I knew I needed to keep my promise and take a book back to the library. But I just couldn't. Then when Desmond talked about the magic library, I tried to stop him because I didn't want us to go back there. And now I had another bad dream, telling me I had to do what I said I would. That's right, Army. I know you didn't actually say you would replace the book you got, but you know you should, and your good conscience has been reminding you of it. Since I liked the wonders of the world so much, I finally settled on a book about the Egyptian King Ramses. I hated to do it, but I thought I had to give a really good book whose show we'd seen at the Seattle Center. I'd gotten the book there as a reward when Mom and I solved the case of the missing pharaoh's ring. I showed Mom the book I'd chosen. She looked at it, running her hand up and down the cover. She gave me a big hug. Good choice, Army. Later that day, the three of us walked over to the street where the magic library was. There it was, in front of the old dark house. We opened the little door and stuck the Ramsey's book inside. Desmond looked over the choices and pulled out a book on reptiles. Desmond and Army, Mom began. Remember yesterday when Miss Christie said something about planting a book and growing a library? I replied. Desmond nodded and laughed. Well, this is just like that. Someone in the house under the trees decided to plant a few books in a box by the street, and it became a library for anyone who walked by. When we take a book and put another one or two in its place, we help that library grow bigger and stronger. And that's a good thing for all of us. Desmond and I nodded. Who's that? Asked Desmond, pointing at the old house. There was someone on the porch waving to us. He had a thin white hand that moved slowly back and forth. He was sitting down, and I realized he was in a wheelchair with a mask covering his nose and mouth. A tube ran from the mask to a green bottle attached to the side of the wheelchair. We waved back. As we walked away, I wondered who that boy was and why he was in a wheelchair. But that is another story. Like most of the stories in the My Mom Detective series, there are some things in this story that are true, and there are some things that aren't true. We really do have a tiny little library in our neighborhood that we can walk to, just like the little library mentioned in this story. And I actually did find a book in that library that really was about the wonders of the world. But the rest of the story isn't true. We didn't really have a big storm in my neighborhood. We didn't lose power. And that part at the end, about seeing the boy in the house next to the magic library, 
that part didn't happen in real life either. But I think there's going to be another story about him before too long. And when it's ready, you'll hear it here on Elderberry Tales. As always, thanks to my father, William Stair, for writing these stories for the podcast. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. See you next week.